Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Welcome to the happy hour. We are right in the middle of a series called New Year, Same You. And today, my friend Rachel Cruz joins us to talk about finances. Now, if you're anything like me, finances are not fun to talk about. They make you uncomfortable and you wish they just didn't have to talk about numbers ever. But Rachel has a different point of view. And I think it's one that's going to be helpful for us. Today on the show, I asked her, hey, what is the best thing we can do for our money this year? And what's the worst thing that we can do? And one of her answers might surprise you. It surprised me just a little bit. And then for all of you parents, I asked her, what does it look like to talk to our kids about money? And on the show today, I rave again about their budgeting app that I got from Ramsey Solutions. Maybe a year and a half ago, my husband Aaron and I started on this, uh, using this budgeting tool. I love it so very much. Stick to the end and I have a uh, discount code for you at the end of the show. But guys, you're going to love the conversation. Here is my friend, Rachel Cruz. Hey, Rachel, welcome back to the happy hour. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks for having me back. I always love being I love, here. You know, I was you. thinking I was thinking when I was getting ready to talk to you, I was like, you also host a podcast. And here's 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 what I'm jealous of. Are you ready? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, you have a co-host, which I think would be super fun. But also, you and your co-host, you host a podcast that has the word happy hour in it, and you make a drink on the show. Or you have a drink. And I'm always like, this is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Because I have... The Rachel Cruz Show, which is yeah. all just teaching. It's like a monologue, yeah. basically. And sometimes I'll have guests on, but it's very rare. Because that's how I was going to say. I'm jealous of yours because you have a guest on. But yes, with the Smart Money Happy Hour, that's another podcast I do. And we really had to push for it, Jamie, because, <laughs> you know, some people... But we do mocktails. We do every other. So we have a mocktail. Oh, okay. A mocktail one week, a cocktail the next week. And we switch off. And yes. everyone appreciates it. You know, they, you know, you can partake if you want. You don't have it. to, but it's great. I love it. <laughs> I started, the reason I named my show Happy Hour, because I'm like, I want it to feel like a happy hour with girlfriends, but yet I'm in this faith genre, which you get as well, where no. not everyone appreciates a cocktail. Totally. I appreciate a cocktail, but totally, you know, totally. there you go. A hundred percent. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> so for each their own. Uh, but thanks for coming back on. This is our series. It's called New Year, Same You. And uh, I love that name so much because I don't know about you, Rachel, but I often come into the new year and- there's a little bit of attention. There's a tension of, okay, here's all the things I want to do better this year. And then the, the, the tension also is, but I'm the same person I was yesterday. Like yes, yes. <laughs> there's the tension. Um, so I want to talk with you about finances. This is your wheelhouse. This is where you live. And I first want to tell you publicly, I know I've said it to you publicly before, Aaron and I started using the app that you guys produce and I love it so very much. And Here's why I love it, because it makes me feel in control. I think I told you this last yes, time. It yes. makes me feel in control, even though I don't like people telling me what to do, and I feel like the app is bossing me around. <laughs> uh, I feel more in control of our money, and so it makes me really happy. So I'm thank so you glad. Guys. I'm so glad. Well, when you texted me and you were like, Rachel, which I was like, Jamie, I'm sending you over an account. And so I'm so glad you're using it, though, because that's how I feel. I'm a spender, naturally. I'm kind of a free spirit. I don't do great with details. So like the whole idea of even the word budget, it does. It kind of just stresses me out. I'm like, oh, yeah. But yeah. this, I'm like, oh my gosh, I track my transactions. I know how much I have left in each category. Like, it just feels in control, like what you're saying. And I think that gives you peace. 
Yes. And it's really good for Aaron and I both because we're both kind of spenders. But I told Aaron recently, I was like, I love it because you have to, he does the budget every month. He does it and gets it set up for me. But then when I spend my money, I just track it. And so I told him, I'm like, I feel good about that. Like when I go get my nails done, I don't feel bad about it because I have the money. That's right. It's there. I get to do with it what I want to do with it. And so it feels really, really great. And as I tell people, I'm like, a budget does not limit your freedom. It actually gives you freedom. And for us spenders, that's what it is. I'm like, I can enjoy scrolling through jcrew.com and (laughs) deciding, I don't know, do I want that? Do I not? You know what? It's just freedom to be able to say yes. When you can. I love it. Love it. Okay. So people can download this app just anywhere in the app store, right? Yeah. Right. So every dollar. So there's a free version uh, that you can do and it helps set up the budget. You have to manually put in your transactions for that one. But every dollar premium is the one that actually connects to your bank account and it automatically feeds in your transactions. And there's other features with it too. But yes, it's 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 awesome. It helps budgeting and, and money. Time is money, you guys. Pay for the premium and then you don't have to put them in there. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about finances in 2024. A lot of people come into 2024 and they're like, I'm going to change my health. I want to change my finances, all the things. And so I think I want to ask you this. What If you were to just say, guys, here's the best thing you could start off doing in 2024 with your finances, what would it be? I mean, I hate to... Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do another answer because my go-to one always is budgeting. But we just kind of... talked about we it. We just yeah. talked about it. So budgeting, it really is though. Budgeting, it allows you to know what's going on. And the way I teach a budget and the way that app is set up every dollar. It's a zero-based budget. So it's your income for the month minus your expenses equals zero. And it's not some budgeting, you know, apps or software. They give you like an 80% here, 10% there. You know, you decide. Like this is this is up to you. And so what that does is it allows you let, to let your budget work for your life. And that's what it mm-hmm. needs to do. So being in control of your spending and where your paycheck's going, I think is really big. Um, so besides that one, I think the next wait, can I time out? Can I say one thing before you say that about the budgeting? Because I have one more thing I want to say to you. We just started it last year. And I think what we learned is like, oh, every kind something would come up and be like, oh, we need another line item for this. Like when we had kids graduate, do you know how much money you spend at graduation parties and for graduation gifts? So I I was like, Aaron, (laughs) we need a budget line so that when May comes, we're not freaking out. Yes. That's exactly right. No, for real. And and every month looks different. And that's what's great yeah. about it is that it's for your life and what's going on. So the second one, it's a big goal, but I think it's something to have people work towards and that's getting out of debt. Mm-hmm. And I know it's kind of Ramsey's like the drum that we beat a lot, but there is such freedom, Jamie, when things happen, whether it's a pandemic shutdown or interest rates on mortgages are going crazy and on debt, you know, the interest rates were just insane inflation's hitting and you're going to the grocery store and you're like, oh my gosh, we used to be able to buy bacon. I don't even know if I can buy bacon right now. Like when all of the world starts feeling like it's coming in on you that you don't have control over, when you don't owe anyone anything and you're Mm -hmm. not maxed out on your credit card, you don't have two car loans sitting there and student loans that have been around for 15 years and you you could go on and on and on. There is a freedom that occurs when there's autonomy. Like when, Mm -hmm. when you're the boss, when you're in charge of your own life and there's no bank or Toyota Motor Company telling you what to do. So that freedom gives such such peace, I think, for people. Um, and it just gives this level of, yeah, if something happens, and I think that's what we've learned in the past three to four years more than ever. I'm like, we don't know what's going to happen. And yeah. there's things we can't control. But this I can control. I can control when my paycheck hits my account and what I want to do with it. And it gives me the ability to say, hey, I'm able to invest this. I have money to invest. You have margin to invest mm-hmm. instead of it going out in car payment. Uh, you have margin to give and to be generous. You have margin to to go and spend graduation gifts, right? Money for graduation gifts because you have it. And so, yeah. so, so much of people's income goes straight to debt. And so my encouragement and my, <laughs> my 
cheerleader on the sideline for you would be like, hey, work to become debt-free. You may not do it in this calendar year. It may take two years, but let that be a goal. And it seems like Mm -hmm. a big mountain for people to climb, but it's one that it really can change the game for you financially. And I think, too, I have been everywhere across the spectrum of debt. And I think at some point in our life, we felt like this is a this feels like too big of a mountain to climb. And it's that whole little, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? It's that whole kind of idea, like just baby steps, babies. And I'm using your mon- your language. I should come work for Ramsey. I just use your little, your little <laughs> language. So good. Baby <laughs> steps. Um, but it is. It's just like take it one step at a time. Okay. On the flip side of that, if you're telling people, okay, guys, 2024, you want to make a difference, work to get out of debt. I, I kind of think I might know what you're going to say here, but what would be one of the worst mistakes we'd make in 2024 with our money? Yeah, I think one of the I think one of the worst mistakes, honestly, is a level of not paying attention. Oh, and I think that's okay. what ends up happening is when you don't pay attention, that's when debt can creep in. When you're not paying attention, mm-hmm. that's where honestly you and your spouse can start to become living on separate pages. Like this idea of just apathetic, honestly, it 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 creates so many problems. And I think that's mm-hmm. a, that's a big problem with people and money is because. This idea of a little bit of the ignorance is bliss. Like, it'll all work out. It'll all work out. You know, that feeling. And that's me naturally, right? So I'm speaking to my own self. When you tend to lean that way, you just, you lose time and you lose effort because you end up spending money and sometimes money you don't have just to continue to live this life that you're kind of just walking through versus saying, hey, let's be intentional here. Let's know where we're giving and let's talk about giving. Let's let let's look at investing and say, hey, for the future, let's have some goals for the future for our month. You know, what's going to be going on with our paychecks? So just having a plan and paying attention saves you money. And I think it gets you further financially. If we're just talking numbers too, right? Like mm-hmm. we're not really talking much of the emotion, which is a whole other side of money, but just the numbers perspective. If you just pay attention, know what's going on. It's amazing what occurs. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. I I think I told you this before we started using that app. You and I must be a lot alike because I'm like that. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't care. Like for years, I didn't even, I still don't know the number of what Aaron makes. I, I barely know what I make and I run this company. Okay. I just, money, I don't want to know. And so I kind of live in this space of like, if I don't know, then I don't have to worry about it. But when you live that way for long enough, it catches up to you. That's and you're right. just like, oh, wait, time out. There's no money. And I've just been living as if there's lots of money. Yeah. So I I like that a lot. Okay. So we have a lot of people who listen to the show who have younger kids and um, my kids are older now and we're having different conversations with them about money. Um, but you have younger kids as well. So talk to those parents who have the younger kids who are just starting to, maybe they're getting allowances or maybe they're doing a couple of odd jobs around the house. How do we help our kids manage money this year? Oh gosh, it's a good question. You know, I think what I've learned, I have an eight, six, and four-year-old. And Jamie, what's so funny about my work, you may feel this way about your stuff too. But I look back and I wrote a book called Smart Money, Smart Kids with my dad before I had kids. And I was kind of the quote unquote (laughs) kid in the book, right? So I was not giving parenting advice as a parent. So I was very clear on my perspective on it. But I still said things, you know, that I experienced, but I kind of said them so dogmatically and all Mm -hmm. this. And then when you actually are the parent (laughs) and you're like, oh, wow, okay. This is is Uh a little bit of a different game than I was expecting. Um, because I normally would answer your question of like, hey, pay him a commission, let him work and you give, save and spend and, and all that is good. Mm-hmm. But I think the number one, Jamie, that I am realizing is that your example matters. Mm. They're going to handle money likely exactly how you handle money. Money is going to play a role in their life exactly how money plays a role in your life. And so wow. whether you're talking about gratitude or entitlement, 
uh, or working hard or being grateful. I mean, all of these things that we all as parents, and I bucket myself in this, want our kids to have. I can do all the tactical things correctly, which we need to do, right? Some people Mm -hmm. are raised in a family where there wasn't even the tactical side being taught. So that needs to be taught. But as a parent, I'm like, what Winston and I do and how we live our life that's yeah. the number one. It is. And if mm-hmm. and if we, you know, are unkind to a wait staff at a restaurant, they're gonna grow up thinking that's how you treat people, right? And you yeah. wanna teach them how to be kind to people. And so so our example in all of it is really big. And so generosity is one thing that I think with my eight-year-old especially, I was just big on this year. And you know, it was small things like we went to Sonic. This is not to like pat Rachel on the back by any means, mm-hmm. but just small things. And I gave our car hop a hundred dollar bill. Mm-hmm. And I just said, you know, and I told Amelia, Amelia, you hand it to him and tell yeah. him Merry Christmas. Like, I want you to start participating in some of this mm-hmm. and and experience that and know like this is part of who we are. And so, yeah. I don't know, there, there's something about the example as parents that it's big. If you don't want your kids to be entitled, don't be entitled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Um, I think I told you this last time you were on, but when we started our budgeting, Aaron, my husband, sat down all of our teenagers and showed them our budget. On the, He did a PowerPoint presentation on the TV. <laughs> Sit down, guys. We're having a meeting, which that's not uncommon in our house. And so he showed them everything. And our point was just to say, like, it's expensive to live. That's right. And it's expensive to live how we like. We, we value out to eat. We love restaurants. We love good food. And so that's a value for us. And you can see that in our budget. Um, But we wanted them to see what it is. Um, And so that was something that we did with our teenagers. And then we have made a commitment to our kids. Like we're like, when you are getting ready to leave for college, we want to give you a car that's reliable and we're going to give it to you. Like this is our gift Mm. to you. You can pick it out. It has to be, what are our stipulations? It has to be under 15,000 under 100,000 miles, and it has to have four doors. Like that's, you know, that's <laughs> so good. I love no it. sports cars over here. Um, but we just wanted them to see like, okay, we had to save for this. And this is, mm-hmm. we knew this was coming. And so that's really good. Okay. So another people, a group that we have that listen to the show are people without kids. They are, they are young. It doesn't matter if they're young or old. It doesn't matter. But they're just like, they are, they don't have kids. So this parenting advice is for them, but they may be just either them and a spouse or they may be single. That's a different dynamic when you're working full-time and you just have yourself or you're working full-time and it's just you and your spouse. What is one of the things that you would encourage them to do this year with their money? I would say bring somebody in the conversation with you. So if you're married, that's going to be your spouse automatically, mm-hmm. um, or it should be. Uh, and if it's not, then that's a whole other podcast we can talk about, but about yes. marriage and money, because that's a huge topic. Yeah. Uh, but even if you're single, like have that friend, which can be so awkward, Jamie, and it has to be the right friend with the right level of maturity mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to be able to handle numbers. But if you can share numbers with people, it is, it's a game changer because mm-hmm. not only does it kind of keep you accountable to say, oh my gosh, here's where we spend our, here's where I'm spending my money. Um, mm-hmm. but it also is allowing them to speak in if they see something, right? And to yeah. be into into purchases off of each other that, you know, if you have something you want to buy, but you're not a hundred percent sure, you're like, oh, is this wise? Is this not? If they know a lot of your financial picture, mm-hmm. and this could be an older mentor, I mean, it could be an aunt, like, or like whoever yeah. it is, but having somebody that knows and that you're accountable to is really big. And I, and again, if you're married, it's your spouse. Work together as a team. Because when you have two minds on this subject. It just runs more efficiently than if you're just mm-hmm. doing it solo. And money is such an isolating topic. It is such a solo topic is what it feels like. So bringing any level of, I hate the word accountability because I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want them to be like, I'm going to be accountable to you. But like yeah. any level of awareness uh, mm-hmm. for somebody else, I think is really important. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's good. It goes along with a lot of the things that we would talk about within our faith of things that are in the secret. Usually it's easier to get by with things that are not right. And so I do believe that money applies to that as well, even though it's so difficult. It's so hard. I mean, even Aaron and I, we've always shared a bank account, like all the things. And sometimes I am like, okay, I have to show you this Costco receipt. I know we have four (laughs) kids, but babe, let me just tell you what happened. Okay. They had those sweatshirts. I got a sweatshirt. And then they had great clothes. I mean, great clothes. We went shopping. And we got the cheapets. We did what we had to do. All the things. Um, The funny thing is when I go grocery shopping, Aaron thinks this is hilarious. Rachel, there is something about me that I, if I taste something, whether it's at HEB or at Costco, I feel compelled to buy it. <laughs> Aaron's like, you know, you don't have to. I'm like, I know what like that the nice free lady. taste testers, like the free tasting. <laughs> Rachel, I, Aaron's like, you don't have to. And I'm like, I know, but she was so nice. And then I took one of her things and I felt so bad. <laughs> and like, he's like, but now we have all this food that nobody wants. So funny. Oh my gosh. That's fantastic. It's just me. Except he doesn't complain when I'm like, it was the wine tasting. So I have wine. Yeah, he's that like, I it's, have. Great. So, it's perfect. It's great. That's yeah, it's perfect. That's it's perfect. Um, Rachel, I think that for me personally, money has always been a hard thing to talk about. And in the past couple of years, when it's been like we have to talk about it more. We have four kids who are about yeah. to go into the world. And so there's college and there's all these things. I remember telling a friend the other day, I was like, man, my biggest advice is younger kids around your age. I was like, you've got to think about the things that you don't think are going to be there. Like you have to think about college. You have to think about cars. Like you have to think about insurance. I mean, all these things, no one explains to you when you say, I want to have four kids, like how much it's going to cost to feed them all. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. And the hard thing is with some of those conversations and with money in general, it's forcing you to look at the future. And I Mm -hmm. think for so many of us, it is easier just to be in the present and look at the next week. But being able to plan out, like even talking about retirement, sometimes people yeah. look at me like I have a third eye and I'm like, I know, but it's going to be here before you know. And if you don't, then you're going to expect the government to, to take totally. care of you. And I talk to those totally. people every day on a show that, and it doesn't turn out good. So, yeah. so it is, there's a forward thinking level that you have to have with your money. And mm-hmm. so whether that's per month with a budget, whether that's investing for retirement or kids college uh, or these things, it is, you have to, you have to really look out and say, Hey, what are the things coming? And we, yeah. we're not going to know them all, right? I mean, things are going to pop up that you just don't plan for. And also life may make a different switch, right? Things mm-hmm. can change. But as much as you can, yeah, do that on purpose and plan for for uh, what's ahead, mm-hmm. it helps just give some yeah some clarity and, and some guidance. To, uh, yeah. Know the road you need to walk down. Yeah. So great. So great. Okay. So uh, you had a book come out in November, uh, a children's book. Tell me about it. Yes. It's called I'm Glad for What I Have. And it's my first kid's book. And it was so fun to do. It was so fun to write and illustrations. I mean, it's a totally different way of using your brain. But yeah, yeah, I had little ones. You know, I told you that earlier in the podcast and you know that. But um, I was putting one of them to bed and Charles, my little boy, he was three (laughs) at the time. And he said, Mom, is the Amazon guy coming today? And I was like, (laughs) oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, is he coming today? No, we're about to go to bed, Charles. Tomorrow, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Is, yeah, the example, like we talked about earlier, I'm like, I'm what example am I setting for my yeah. kids? And so it was just this moment of wanting them to realize that having stuff is not bad, but it is not going to fulfill you the way you think it will. And my mm. kids, just like me, to a degree, just it's just stuff and stuff and stuff mm. and stuff. And we just went through the Christmas season, right? So we're kind of on the pinnacle of all of that. And, yeah. and I'm like, guys, stuff is fun, right? We're, we're not mm-hmm. against stuff. It's great. But it is not going to create the happiness that you think it will long term. It doesn't. And they know this as kids. They play with something for a day and then they've moved on, right? And so um, letting them get that principle and the truth that truly God's love, His kindness, who who we are in our life with Him, that is it. Like that's what fulfills you. 
your stuff is fun, but it's not going to fulfill you. So that's the book called I'm Glad for What I Have. So it's little animals. And yeah, so you get to meet all these little these little characters and they go on this adventure to find that out. I love it so much. I too, Rachel, thought that writing a kid's book was just so fun. And, and talking about a kid's book is fun. And I found that kid's books really, they just really are what adults need as well. Like like you just said, like this is a book for all of us. Yes. And those you are the read book. it to your kid. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the kid's books I loved always when you get yeah. to the end and as a parent, you're like, oh my gosh, oh, thank you for that awesome. message. I, yeah. I needed that too. So yeah. I know. So, so good. Uh, well, Rachel, thank you for coming on and talking about finances, which can be a little uncomfortable, but necessary. And I am like a, a, a like a, a walking advertisement that for the past year and a half, having control of our money has made me feel actually more in control. And I love it so much. I'm so glad, Jamie. Oh, thanks yeah. for having me on. I so appreciate yeah. you and everything you're doing. Putting putting good content out into the world with Thank you. non-alcoholic settings. And it's <laughs> great. <laughs> Okay, if you like podcasts, which I think you do because you're here, uh, Rachel has two podcasts. She has the Rachel Cruz Show, which, as she said on the show, is more more just money-centric and teaching. And then she has the Smart Money Happy Hour, and she co-hosts that with George. George, I don't know how to say his last name. Camel? Camel? I don't know. George. And it is a fun interesting show there's banter between the two of them i really love so go find their shows if you're interested in either one of those you guys we talked about the money app and i texted rachel afterwards and i was like hey any chance you have like a discount code for my listeners and she said yes let me hook you up so i have a discount code for you guys that are listening to the happy hour today for the app that we talked about a lot on the show today if you go to every dollar.com slash rachel that's her name, who's on the show today. Every dollar is the name of the app. So everydollar.com slash Rachel is going to give you $15 off of the app. And I just highly recommend it from a personal use. I've been using it for about a year, a little over a year. We started early 2023, maybe even November, December of 2022. It's been a life changer for us. It has been so helpful. In fact, I actually wrote a little bit about it in my book. And so I was trying to find a part of my book to read for you today at the end of this. And I don't really talk about financing or money, but there is a part where I talk about the app a little bit. And it's where I'm talking about when we figure out the reality that we're living in, it helps us understand what we're doing. And so in my new book, Why Can't We Get It Together? I go through six different areas that we need to ponder and to think through. I call this the pondering your reality part of the book. And there's six different areas. There ponder your past and present hurts, ponder your obligations, ponder your physical needs, uh, ponder your desires, ponder your expectations, and then ponder your responsibilities. And so after we go through all of those, chapter 10, I talk about this app. And so I'm going to read it to you. Even though it has nothing to do with finances, it is a part of my book. And this starts out the chapter called Chasing Holiness. Here is story time with Jamie. <laughs> Knowledge is power. Knowing as much as you can about something truly does give you power. We just finished six chapters together where we dug deep inside ourselves to find out what it is that sometimes makes us feel out of control. This year, my husband and I developed a new and improved budget for our family of six. We didn't invent this budget. We just downloaded the app and got to work. The point of this budget is to list every single dollar that you spend, and then you will know where all your money goes. What we have seen over the past few months of trial and error is that even though I'm having to stop and think before I spend, I feel like I have so much more power over our money than I have in years. Okay, so there's where I talk about the app, but here's where I talk about what this means in our life with Jesus. Here we go. Before having this budget, we spent money wherever we wanted. We saved sporadically and then felt out of control when something unexpected came up, which is often because that's how life works. What felt easier to avoid a plan actually made us feel more out of control with our money. 
Now, when we sit down and take the extra time to figure out where every single dollar is going to go and account for every single dollar we spend, we feel in control of our money in the very best way possible. It doesn't mean we have more money because neither one of us has gotten a raise recently. It doesn't mean unexpected things don't come up. It doesn't mean we aren't sometimes stressed about where the money for a car repair is going to come. Things with money are still sometimes difficult and stressful, yet we feel in control of our money. It is no longer controlling us. I have felt the same way as I have thought about these six areas of our lives we just talked about. Past and present hurts, obligations, needs, desires, expectations, and responsibilities. Taking a deep dive into these areas of my life isn't like waving a magic wand over them and making them all perfect and better. I still have past and present hurts I'm walking through. I continue to take things to the Lord and work through them with counselors. There are still plenty of things I have obligated myself to with my yes that I need to follow through with. My bodily needs haven't gone away. My knees and back are still needing my attention. I'm constantly asking God if the desires I have are from Him, for Him, or all about myself. The unrealistic expectations I continue to put on myself are constantly having to be evaluated and brought back into reality, and the responsibilities on my plate never seem to diminish. They just shift. Acknowledging them and calling them out doesn't always change them, but it does give me perspective, grace for myself, and power over my life. I wish I could tell you that when you ponder your current reality, everything will become manageable and good. I can't promise anything like that. But I can promise you that when you evaluate your current realities, you can kick those unrealistic expectations to the curb and find relief in God's truth about yourself, His love for you, and discover what having it together truly means. That's an excerpt from my newest book uh, called Why Can't I Get It Together? Kick Unrealistic Expectations to the Curb and Rest in God's Truth. That's from chapter 10 on Chasing Holiness. And so that book's out wherever you get it. Go to jamieivy.com slash read. You can buy that book wherever you buy books, and it comes out February 13th. Almost a month from today. That's so exciting. I'm so excited. You guys, I hope you enjoy this series. You've already heard from Elisa Keaton and Chelsea Sobolik. And then the next one after this is from Nicole Eunice, which is really, really good. You're going to need a pen and paper for that one. She's got good, good, good things to say. You guys, thank you. I hope that whatever you're going into this new year with money struggles or money pains, or maybe you feel like you're in a really great place. I hope this is a year that you feel confident and you feel empowered and you see how you can take control of your situation. All right, guys, happy 2024. The Happy Hour is produced and hosted by myself, Jamie Ivey, with assistance from Nikki Ogden and Ashley Caldwell. And the show is edited by Jason Talley.